Welcome to our podcast, We Got the Nod. A new and bold internet radio show designed for those who are on a conscious path of awakening. We are here to uplift and inspire you, to share practical tools and techniques to assist you stepping into your highest expression as spirit having a human experience. We will get raw and real, sharing kundalini yoga, music, poetry, and mantra, and so much more. Let us open our hearts and minds to our true potential, making the impossible possible, the surreal real. Let's begin. Satnam. This is Hariram speaking to you from the Sound Temple, San Marcos, a beautiful geodesic zone. Yes, it's a dome with a pointed top, a copper top. You can send out our prayers to the world, to the cosmos. And I feel inspired at this time to speak about the long dark night of the soul and the possible very potential end to suffering on this planet individually and collectively first we must address the long dark night of the soul LDNS for short <clears throat> which I also refer to as the human condition it's why we're here essentially to heal, which means to make whole, to become whole again with each other, with ourselves and with God. So I'm going to offer a series of talks on the subject of the long dark night of the soul. Too much to say in one episode. <clears throat> Just this night I was reminded of a classic song, one of my favorites from that interesting transition period being the mid-70s at the end of what I call the last golden era, which spanned the years 1967 until 74. This song by Gary Wright was composed in 1975. There was still some very interesting music being produced. Art was still flourishing on many levels. Film, theater, dance, visual art, of course. Uh, music, but like all the other arts, music was going through a transition uh, with the emergence of disco and more corporate involvement and influence. The beginning of the end, I dare say. And here's a song that 
epitomizes that gestalt, that feeling that <clears throat> the ambience of the time Gary Wright. So I'll give you a little sample. <laughs> I've just closed my eyes again Climbed aboard the Dreamweaver train Driver, take away my worries of today And leave tomorrow behind Love that line Leave tomorrow behind Unfortunately, reigns true today. Fly me high through the starry skies, maybe to an astral plane. 
across the highways of fantasy. Help me to forget today's pain. Very honest lyrics. Help me to forget today's pain. So on one hand, we can interpret the song as an escapist fantasy. I want to escape from my pain, my misery, into the dreamlands, the dreamscape, starry skies, the astral plane, highways of fantasy. So we begin here. Pain, fantasy, escape. These are key elements of the long, dark night of the soul, also known as the human condition. The human condition is misery, by definition, suffering. <clears throat> Let's look at these words a little bit. Suffering. The etymology of suffering, to suffer, is actually, literally, to go through, to undergo. This is the original meaning of the verb, to suffer, to go through, to undergo. In both of these definitions of suffering <clears throat> indicate a downward trajectory, to undergo, to go through, as if tunneling. The long dark night of the soul is often described as a, a tunnel of sorts, a very dark tunnel. It's a perfect analogy for me because when one is fully in the dark night of the soul, confronting their own mortality, their misery, the feeling can be described as being inside a long, dark tunnel with no light at the end, not even a glimmer of light perceivable at the end of the tunnel, just endless darkness, endless pain. So naturally the, the desire to, to escape is there, has to be, to escape into the dream world, perhaps triggered by use of various substances, plant medicine, prescription drugs, what have you. There are many ways. We could spend a whole episode speaking of the, the ways that people obstruct and avoid, mask over the many addictions, many addictive behaviors, great and small. We often hear the term in the psychotherapeutic spiritual realm, uh, mentoring, uh, soft addictions versus hard addictions. Soft addictions could be mm, internet porn, for example, very common, unfortunately, in this day and age, as opposed to a hard addiction like heroin, <laughs> to give a very obvious example, to be addicted to heroin. In a way, the, the heart addiction is easier to treat. It's so obvious, it's so debilitating. Um, so the potential is for healing is great. If one can get off the habit, in this case, 
the result can be tremendous, a feeling of rebirth, new life. As with alcohol addiction, that's why I still uh, refer back to Alcoholics Anonymous. WGTN Guatemala Here at the School of Nod, we are pleased to announce the opening of the Sound Temple in beautiful San Marcos, La Laguna, Lake Atitlan, Guatemala. The Sound Temple is a unique geodesic dome and community space dedicated in devotion to the exploration of the universal sound current, Nod, sound healing, and sacred music. If you should decide to visit the majestic Lake Atitlan, we would love to meet you in person and cordially welcome you to attend one or more of our weekly sound baths, kirtan, meditations, tantra play shops, and more. And we are delighted to announce that we now offer sound facilitator trainings and certifications here at the Sound Temple. And soon we'll be offering the same training online for a growing global community of Nod yogis. To learn more, please go to www.schoolofnod.com or look for the School of Nod on social media and YouTube. You may also find the Sound Temple San Marcos on Facebook and Instagram at Sound Temple San Marcos. Now, back to the podcast. WGTN Guatemala. This protocol was developed in the slums on the streets of New York City, the Bowery District, etc., with hobos down-and-out alcoholics. It's based on hard, (laughs) factual evidence experience. Helping alcoholics, many of them living on the streets, to redeem and rebirth themselves through a 12-step program. Uh, One of the Well, there's several things, of course, that make AA Alcoholics Anonymous so successful and still practiced today. Of course, it's branched out into Narcotics Anonymous, uh, children of uh, abusive parents, Anonymous, many different offshoots. Uh, Some of the key factors that that made it work and continue, some of which uh, we use in our work with our own students and clients, School of Nod, is the talking circle and having a moderator, very important, a safe space for all participants to share their story ongoing without fear of judgment. Yes, the other thing that makes Alcoholics Anonymous so successful and such a great model is the the partnering that happens, having um, a mentor within the group, the, the one who is there for you all the time, you can count on, you can, you can call them or text them at any time of day or night. Someone who has already been in the process, in the healing process, knows something of the you know, AA protocol and can support from that place of awareness and sobriety, etc. 
it's a beautiful setup. And of course, the the last thing I'll mention regarding AA is is the focus, essential focus on God, on divine intervention. And I had issues with this before when I was exposed to AA and NA through some friends who were battling their own addictions. Um, giving one's life over to God seemed heavy to me in, you know, 20 plus years or 30 years ago when I was uh, confronted with this protocol. It seemed on one level to be a, a sign of weakness, to say, I'm, I'm an alcoholic. That was my real issue, though. It wasn't so much the God part. It was having to acknowledge I'm an alcoholic and shall ever be one. You know, I cannot, it cannot be cured. I can only rely on God. Um, so that was the part, kind of admitting I'm a sinner. And to sin, a good word to uh, identify as well, like to suffer, remember, to go through, to undergo. Sin also has been mischaracterized uh, and just given a lot of heavy weight, obviously through the church, others. To sin, actually, the, the origin of this word, as I understand, is an archery term. Yes, to sin literally means to miss the mark, to be off target. When seen from that simple etymology, then isn't it easier, perhaps, to forgive ourselves and to forgive others? Hmm? It takes a lot of the weight, the heaviness, off of the word. To sin means to miss the mark, to make a mistake. And just to finish um, on the AA summary, uh, before I get back to sinning <laughs> and missing the mark, over these past few decades, I've come to a deeper appreciation of that principle to give ourselves over to God is not a sign of weakness at all. It's a sign of strength. My interpretation of that core principle in Christianity and AA and other groups that honor the scriptures is about surrender, to surrender our ego, our desire to control and manipulate, to find a balance within male and female, masculine and feminine, the inner marriage. Because it's true, we cannot, one cannot experience the, the grace of God, however you want to name that source, great spirit, one cannot even touch it truly, to know it, without giving oneself over first, to surrender, to receive that. It doesn't work the other way. Sometimes God will <laughs> hit us over the head and, and will continue to <laughs> make life more difficult and challenging to the extent that we ignore and block Life can become then extremely miserable. The suffering can be overwhelming. And then, of course, 
we must confront the ultimate fear, self-annihilation, also known as suicide. So, of course, for me, with, when talking about the long dark night of the soul, we have to address this critical theme, which is suicide. So, just to return now to sinning, to sin, to miss the mark, to be sinful, always at least one dog in the neighborhood who, who barks incessantly. <laughs> it's kind of addicted, speaking of addictions, <laughs> it's addicted to barking, making a racket. And it's, it must be so exhausting for the dog to do that. Anyhow, I'm going to attempt to wrap up this first introductory podcast on the Long Dark Night of the Soul, because there's so much, so much to say. It's, um, that's the challenge, <laughs> to put some order to this series, because I, I see it as a potential series, perhaps five or six episodes. Uh, one of those episodes, at least, we will definitely go more into this subject, suicide. I have personal experience and wisdom from this, having lost my sister to suicide at a very early age. She was only 21 years of age. I was 23. Very confused. Obviously she was, and I was as well. At the time, I was in business school. <laughs> it's prestigious business school, <clears throat> York University in Toronto. Hated it. Absolutely hate every day was was talk about suffering, <laughs> and like Gary Wright's song speaks to, I was wanting to escape at night. Every night, uh, I would light up my hash pipe and crack open a couple of Guinness bottles of Guinness one at a time. That was my. I had to. I was. Yeah, 23 years old, already addicted to these substances. And looking back, how could I not be? How could I not find some escape? I was miserable. I was in the wrong program in university, just hating it. And what's really tragic, of course, looking back, because so many of us get caught in these detours in life, which have no real purpose, except maybe to teach us about misery and how to steer clear of these obstacles, hopefully in the future. One of the horrible offshoots of that is me not being there enough for my dear sister in her time of need, as with other members of, of the immediate family. Everyone was stuck in their story too much including Paula, and she was trying to share that, to reach out more, obviously, in her own way, and, and nobody was really able to fully listen, to embrace her. Uh, my parents, my biological parents, were uh, recently divorced, so far back, and so trying to rearrange their own lives. The bio dad was already, this time, involved his future wife, his second wife. So misery all around. <laughs> so I'll leave it at that. 
there's a lot of goodness to the story with Paula, beautiful revelations. So we'll close by saying that, yes, in my book, The Long Dark Night of the Soul is another name for the human condition, which is clinically could be described as chronic depression or bipolarism. Yes. I'm old enough to remember when that condition was referred to as manic depression. Yes. Bipolar is a relatively new term. Before that it was referred to as manic depression. And my argument is that the human condition is that, that all humans are suffering to some degree, varying degrees, granted, of bipolarism. And even, I dare say, schizophrenia, meaning multiple personalities. And we'll get more into that too in, in the future episodes. So just to lay the groundwork. <laughs> and I can laugh now, and I'm not laughing at anyone who may be suffering in this way, because when it gets dark, it can get very dark, I know, I've been there, and that's why I can laugh now, because I made it through. I found the light at the, at the other end of the tunnel. What bliss! What revelations! What grace! Grace! this word, grace. And another classic song.
dark night is to be lost, to feel lost, and to feel blind, to be blind. And knowing that one cannot see, that's when the journey really takes meaning and purpose and potential. When we know we're blind, we know we're lost, And then the struggle, the suffering. Sat Nam. Blessed be. Please tune in for the next episode on the series, Long Dark Night of the Soul, and feel free to share with your friends and loved ones. Sat Nam. We thank you for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe so as not to miss a single episode. We depend on you, our listeners, to build and expand our audience, to share the nod. So, if you like what you hear, please do not hesitate to share with your friends, family, and community. Sat